Injuries from pickleball are surging with the sport's popularity, costing the U.S. healthcare system between $250 million and $500 million per year. That's according to a new report from the analysts at UBS. Most of the injuries are occurring in older people, meaning that Medicare is picking up the bulk of the tab. This is Pulse Check. I'm Alice Miranda Olstein. The monthly percentage of overdose deaths involving the horse tranquilizer drug xylazine combined with illicit fentanyl increased by 276% between January 2019 and June 2022 in about half of the country, according to CDC data released Thursday. House Republicans plan to take up the latest pandemic and emergency preparedness bill in two weeks even as Democrats and Republicans are still trying to resolve policy differences. The July 13 markup date to reauthorize the Pandemic and All Hazards Preparedness Act comes as Democrats on the House Energy and Commerce Health Subcommittee are still trying to persuade the GOP majority to include provisions to tackle drug shortages. The bill must be reauthorized by September 30th. And CDC Director Rochelle Walensky bid farewell to the agency this week, marking an important transition. Daniel Payne spoke with Walensky to find out what lies ahead for the CDC and her successor. Hey, Alice. Thanks for having me. So you got to talk to outgoing CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, both looking back on her time in office, looking ahead to what's next, both for her and for the agency she's leaving behind. I guess to start with, how would you characterize her tenure and how would she characterize it? I think she would characterize her tenure by the COVID pandemic and the response to it, particularly getting vaccines out, getting tests out, getting preventive measures in place. But she also takes sort of a larger look back. She's thinking about lots of infectious disease challenges that the U.S. has faced, including mpox, including recent malaria news, among other things, and also considering strides in health equity and sort of other lessons learned from the pandemic and these other challenges. She's been subject to a lot of criticisms from mostly House Republicans. They've hauled her up to Capitol Hill to grill her a bunch of times. Does she feel any of that has been valid? Does she have any regrets for how things went during the pandemic? So the one thing that she did say that she wishes she could do differently is to be really clear with the public that science changes. And that is something that you saw a lot in these hearings that Republicans were bringing up past statements from her and saying, you said this and now it's not true. Yeah, like the recommendations for masking or whatever changed. Yeah, exactly. Or that if you get vaccinated, you will definitely not get COVID, which, of course, breakthrough cases we now know is not true. Yeah. So that was one thing that she brought up, especially now that CDC is trying to get science out faster to the public, that with that is going to be the added responsibility of saying very clearly that science is always changing. As new information comes out, recommendations will change as new evidence comes along with them. That's really interesting. She also seemed to say that some of the agency's shortcomings are not the fault of the agency, but the fault of lawmakers who haven't given the agency what it needs to do better. Is that fair to say? 
Yeah, I think so. Obviously, she has kicked off a huge review process at the CDC to see how the agency can be most useful in future epidemics and pandemics. But she said that even if CDC learns all the lessons it can from the pandemic and does everything it can in its own power, that it still won't be nimble enough for the next emergency unless Congress adds budget authorities and workforce authorities and data authorities, essentially giving CDC more power and more leverage to act faster. She said that if CDC is expected to act sort of like FEMA in the wake of a disaster, in the wake of a hurricane, that they need to be given FEMA-like authorities to move really quickly. In the current Congress, the prospects for that are bad, let's just say it, right? Extremely slim. The CDC, I think is fair to say, is as politicized as it's ever been, and it's hard to see a path through for those changes at this point. Right. They're unlikely to get more power. They're unlikely to get more money (laughs) in the current environment. So yeah, that's tough. And so what does that mean? for the new person coming in and taking this role. Walensky's successor, Mandy Cohen, there are hopes in the agency that she's going to be able to reach out to more people to really make the CDC less political and something that has the support of most, if not all, Americans. And is that hope because of her coming from a swing state? So the hope is that Walensky's successor, Mandy Cohen, who has been in North Carolina through the pandemic and worked with Republicans to get Medicaid expansion very close to the finish line now, will be able to reach out to a larger part of the country, to both sides of the aisle in Congress to get done what needs to get done or lessons to be learned from the pandemic. Well, thanks so much for coming and talking to us. And we will be excited to hear back about how things are going for Mandy Cohen. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese is our senior producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Alice Miranda Olstein. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. We'll be taking a break for the July 4th holiday, but we will talk to you again on Wednesday, July 5th. Thanks for listening. <laughs>